For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hello once again, everyone. It's Mike Tanay from TNA Wrestling, and welcome to In the Room. Here's Brady, Kathy, The Stroh, Jordan, and Derek. Everybody to in the room. I'm Papa Stro, Maestro of Wrestling here. Great to have you guys with us tonight. Uh, Brady's not with us as of now. Maybe he'll show up later on the show, but he, he gives his love his best, and uh, he definitely will be back next week. Because next week's episode uh, will be the drunken episode. So we're really excited about it. I think all of us are really excited about the drunken episode. But great to have you guys with us as always in the room tonight. Lots to talk about tonight, as usual. Um, let's let's bring on the lovely Kathy Fitzpatrick. Uh, Kathy, how you doing? Hey, Joe. Yes, the drunken episode. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. So excited. Oh gosh, uh, how, how are things going out your way? Good, good. And it's you know craziness out there, but you know what the heck, it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Tis the season, right? <laughs> yes. And I do have some hellos for you from the weekend. Oh, great, great. Kev- Kevin Sullivan. Oh, Uncle Kev, awesome. Um, Lex. Scotty Steiner. Lex, oh, Lex um, okay. Steiner, okay. Yeah. And um, give me a second. Tony Nees. Tony Nees. Oh man, how how how's Tony doing? 
Tony's doing good. Matter of fact, he's uh, very interested about coming on to the podcast. He just has to work oh, it out amazing. because Tuesday is the travel day for AEW. Ah, uh, right. But he said if he can work yeah. it out, he'd be more than happy to come on. That'd be just be so awesome to have on the show. Matter of fact, yeah, I, I, you're right because I know they're in uh, Greensboro tonight, taping the, doing some taping. Yes. Oh, and Gilbert. Oh, how's how's Gilbert doing? Oh my goodness. Dwayne's doing great. He told me to say, tell you say hello, and he gave me his number also to come on. Oh, great God! It'd be so great to have him on the show. Oh man, yeah, yeah Gilbert's he's awesome. awesome. That's right. That, oh man, I'm so. It's so good to hear from us. Thank you so much, Kathy. If you, if you bump into him, please give him all my best. Really, I will. That, that's so cool. I mean, cool. It's, 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 uh, you know, oh man, it was so good to see Kevin. Lex is looking good, you know. Um, good. Okay. Scott Steiner is Scott Steiner, you know. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, those guys are um, great. The Godfather was there. Uh, Miss Jacqueline oh, there. How's Charles doing? Cool, He's cool. He's doing good. Charles is doing great. Um, oh, right on. I'm trying to think who else. I'm going down the road who was there. Um, one of the guys, remember uh, Logan DeVito from ECW? Yeah, yeah. Well, Luke was there, and he was laughing. He goes, oh. one guy goes, um, you, you want a T-shirt? He goes, this is Kathy Fitz. She can have anything she wants. She's going to even take the ring on her belt if she wants. And I went, no, it's okay. Ah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That, that's that's great, Kathy. I, I love the pictures that you posted. Those are really cool, too, from the event. Oh. And the meanie. Oh, my God, I love the meanie. Oh yes, how's he doing? The blue Santa Claus is great. Yeah, I saw that. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and the Tracy, they looked amazing. Yes. Oh my and god! And Tracy does that. Oh, does she? She does all the outfits. No, oh, she she does it. Oh, that's so cool. It, they that oh the 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 blue clauses. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, tremendous! Yeah, they're they're good people, man. Yes. It's so cool. That's awesome. I'm glad you had a great time. Sounds like an awesome event. Hey, let me tell you. I mean, Icons is amazing. They bring all kinds of the guys in. They had Sting. They had uh, Sting on one side. <clears throat> they had Britt Baker there. They had uh, Ruby Rose nice. there. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Nash, uh, Brutus, okay. uh, some of the old oh, W guys, Sandman, Sam, yeah, he, he looks good. Sandman was there. Mm-hmm. Sandman's ex-wife oh, okay. Peaches was there. Tommy Cairo. Oh, okay. uh, and, uh, you know, Savio. And, you know, it, it just, I mean, like I put, I posted on my Facebook, you know, <clears throat> if you know wrestling, even if you don't know wrestling, like a lot of people I work with, some know wrestling, some don't. But you know what? Yeah. 
these are my friends. <clears throat> They're like, oh, wrestling. Like, no, you don't understand. These are my friends. You know, you guys have your right. little groups of friends. These are my crazy friends. These are my family. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, Absolutely. you know, like Kevin's like, you know, I'll do anything for you. Um, you know, yeah. Lex is like, you know, whatever you want, you know, take, you know, pictures. Luke, uh, Colt Cabana was there. I haven't seen Colt in ages. Oh, Colt, cool. really? I see him. Um, but it's, you know, people that don't know wrestling just go, oh, wrestling. But I'm like, you don't understand. Right. These, these people are my friends, you know. Uh, exactly. We've driven exactly. miles and miles and miles on the road together. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've all been through a lot together. And, you know, when Sherry died, literally a week before Nancy did. Right. And when Kevin, you know, when I saw Kevin after everything, Kevin's like, you know, um, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, Sherry. And I said, well, Kevin, I'm going to say something to you, but your your wife's there, and I don't want to say anything about Nancy in front of her. You know, right. we, we've all lost people close to us, you know, and Rex knew how oh, I yeah. about Sherry and Samu was, you know, all the guys, you know, you get, you know, you talk to them, they know what's going on, they know what you've been through. Um, mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's a family. Like I've always said, we're a family. We're dysfunctional, but we're a family. <laughs> True words have never been spoken. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, Ming was there. Um, I, Barbarian and Warlord said hello. Um, oh, awesome, man. I, I, I love, you know, I mean, we're, we're like brothers from another mother, man. <laughs> oh, I love Barb. I love Barb. Mm-hmm. Isn't he great? I mean, I walked over and he came around the table, gave me a big hug, and and said to Warlord, "Do you remember her? She drives us." He, and Warlord goes, "I may have been dropped this on my head a few times, but I do remember Kathy. You know." And oh, yeah. he gives me a hug. And, you know, you see these guys, <laughs> and they're all like, "Hey, how you been? What's going on?" This stuff. <laughs> Some people just look at you like, you know them. <laughs> I know Meanie. I knew Meanie since he was sixteen years old. Aww. You know. Wow. Uh, I mean, that's it, what Gangrel says. It's so great, Brent. Oh yeah, Gangrel. Gang- yeah. How's Gangrel says to me, he goes, he's he's actually up in North Jersey getting stem cell injections into his uh, back and legs. His knees, oh, bless him. Wow. And, um, I'll keep him my prayers for sure. He, he was there with um, uh, Kevin Thorne. Oh, Kevin and Thorne. How's Kev doing? I've seen him in a while. Kevin's doing great. He's, doing, he's really into real, real estate, they say. And he's doing oh, awesome in real estate. Man, and, that's uh, fantastic. Gangrel goes, goes, well, hell, Kev, I've known you since I was like 20 years old. I went, oh, that really hurts. But, yeah. <laughs> Like twenty years old, dude. Seriously. Mm. Wow. Wow. God, that sounds like such an awesome event. It is. It is. And the next one's in uh, March. March. Okay. Cool. And they're bringing. You definitely have to keep us posted on Ovita that. In. 
Anita. Oh, man. Anita is going to fight. He's going to fight Bully Ray. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's one for the ages. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if it's going to be a great fight or what, but it, all I can say oh, is it's going man. to be interesting. Oh, no doubt. Oh, Anita and Bubba Ray. Oh, my God. Can't wait. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool, Cassie. Gosh. That, that, that sounds like a great time. It really does. Good scene. I imagine it was great seeing everybody again. It was. Yeah. James that's, that's Storm so cool. popped up. I didn't, oh, I James. didn't realize James, James was going. James was there. He was going. Buddy Matthews was there. Um, mm-hmm. Casey Navarro. Um, okay. Uh, Ray Jazz. I don't know if you know him. Um, it sounds familiar. Yeah, Samu was there, and you know. All right, Samu. Yeah, he, he's doing he's doing excellent too. That's um, awesome. Devin Devin Storm was there. Little Guido, Tony Mamaluke. All right. Huh. I'm telling you, every time I see oh, Tony Mamaluke, the man gets younger. Yeah. Oh, he's got those jeans, huh? <laughs> Every time I look at my go, Tony, seriously, you, you look younger and younger. That's amazing. He, he's a good guy. He really is, Tony. Oh, yeah. Tony is. He's, he's really cool. Many early that's, morning that's pickups awesome. when he was coming in for Ring of Honor, where I'd pick him up at mm-hmm. the airport and we'd go straight and sit at Burger King for like an hour. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Man, that sounds like such an exciting show. It was. And now, in March, beginning of March, up in mm-hmm. New York, is the next big event. And they okay. already announced they're having Sid, um, Ooh. Uh, David Crockett. Wow. The Steiner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And that's all they've announced. But I know Buddy M- Buddy Matthews is going to be at the arena again, the Icons, and that's the end of March. Okay. Um, nice. Anita, Bubba, um, Buddy Murphy, Buddy, I say Murphy, Buddy Matthews is going against um, Brian Cage. Oh man. Yeah, oh, that's what a match! That's a very interesting one. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. And as Brian yeah, is I, sitting I, at the football I read the other game, day about Brian Cage. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I I just heard a rumor about Brian Cage is uh, thinking about uh, jumping over to WWE. Have you heard any more about that? Really? No. Yeah, there's a. It was just a rumor going around about. He's thinking about and and heard that the WWE was interested in signing him. Hmm. So we'll see. That could be interesting. Now I could I could see actually see Cage doing really well in WWE. Oh yeah. Uh you know, he has that look, he has the Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But, That's all right, really now, cool. who do you think, say if he was on a roll, who would they put him against? Mm-hmm. I mean, he could go against anybody, but. Oh, yeah. Who would you line him up for I, a few to it? I, I could see him him in Lashley and yeah. uh, a, lot, a lot of guys, Big E. Big e I mean, he he, yeah. can, he can work with a lot of them. McIntyre, mm-hmm. Sheamus, you know yeah. yeah. Oh, he and Sheamus could do good, amazing stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, God. I'd love to see that. Yeah. That, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I hope it, I hope it works out. And if he does go that route, I hope it works out for him. Because I, I think he can do really good up there. Yeah, I, I like him with um, AEW though. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just hope they do more with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let's uh, well, let's uh, bring on uh, Kevin. Kevin's back with us. Uh, hey, hey, Kevin, welcome back, brother. How you doing? What's up, Stro? What's up, Kathy? How you guys doing today? Hey, Kev, how are you doing? I am doing excellent. I have a. A minor warning for you guys, I might be a little wine drunk tonight. I just got back from a nice dinner with my girlfriend, uh, and, and I am prepared to talk about, well, above all other things, I'm prepared to talk about Santa's sleigh tonight. Tis the season. <laughs> so now, Stro, you, you worked with Goldberg, right? I mean, you ostensibly know the man, right? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Stro? Stro, you there? Stro. I think we may have lost him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here. Sorry. I, I pushed the wrong button. Oh. I was trying to respond to you. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the good show can get real right? awkward real quick. Oh, it's all good. It, it, that was my fault. But, uh, yeah, I know Goldberg, really, really a great guy. Uh, we actually, we did a movie together not too long ago called Checkpoint. It was an action military film. So I, okay. I got to do some acting with him as well. So, yeah, great dude, man. So I think uh, I think his first foyer into acting was Universal Soldier, if I recall, right? Universal Soldier of the Return? Yeah, yeah, Van Damme. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that was, uh, that was Bill's first foyer, and, and this was his – I guess his big starring vehicle, this this holiday classic, quote unquote, if you want to call it that, um, mm-hmm. the the horror comedy that is Santa's Sleigh, and I mean, I'm assuming you've seen it, right, Kathy? Have you seen it? Oh, <laughs> yes. So if, if yes. anyone listening hasn't seen it, uh, just pro tip: yeah. it's on Peacock. You can stream it for free. Um, it's definitely yes. worth checking out. <laughs> I would highly recommend getting yourself a little messed up before you watch it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right. This, this movie is just straight up bizarre. And, uh, you know, if, if I can for a moment, uh, I was watching it last night and, uh, what tends to be my typical approach to, to watching movies anymore is I basically just text my girlfriend about whatever movie I'm watching. And depending on right. how much, I have, you know, altered my mind beforehand tells you, uh, tells you just what the, the tenet of the texts are. So, um, I, mm-hmm. you know, I prepared myself last night. I, I smoked the big fat one. I put on Santa sleigh. And the first text that I sent was Jesus, 
Peacock lets you watch this movie ad-free after you watch three straight minutes of ads. <laughs> they they oh, force God. you to watch three minutes of ads up front, but then you get this masterpiece um, ad-free after that. And uh, the next text I sent was, James Caan was in The Godfather, and then he appeared in the court yeah. open of Santa Slay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. So this movie That's opens amazing. up with... This movie opens up with a family sitting around the dinner table for, for a Christmas dinner. James Caan, Fran Drescher, Chris Kattan, Rebecca Gayhart, mm. and then two, two other young ladies that are probably like from UPN or WB shows that I don't remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then, oh wow, you know, they're having their, their, you know, your typical rich, affluent family with their rich, affluent problems. And then who should kick the door in but Santa Claus, Bill Goldberg. And, you know, he, <laughs> yes. he sets this movie on the right track immediately um, when he kicks oh, their man. dog into the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, classic already. Classic already. Yes, my... my... My next note, Santa comes in and murders a family of B-list celebrities before impaling Sonny Corleone on a turkey leg. (laughs) Fantastic. Oh, my God. Uh, So so in this movie, if people haven't seen it, so the, the plot of this movie is that there have been two perfect births in the history of mankind. One was the conception of Jesus Christ between God and the Virgin Mary. The other one that they don't talk about was between Satan and his earthly female, whose name I don't remember. And, of course, their child, Satan's son, was Santa. So so Santa is the son of the devil, and he's an evil being. Uh, but at some point a thousand years ago, he loses a bet over a curling match with an angel. I swear I'm not making any of this up. And the result oh of God. the bet, when the, when the angel beats him in a curling match, Santa has to be good for a thousand years. And that's why we have the Santa that we know today, uh, that, that you know, brings <laughs> presents to the good boys and girls. But when this movie oh takes God. place in 2005... That's the end of the thousand years. So, oh man, a curling match, yes. Um, which, <laughs> oh which by the way, as as an avid fan of the sport, I can tell you that their um, their portrayal of curling in this movie has nothing to do with the curling that you actually see in the Olympics. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure Scott Scott Norton should try to help them out. That one. Scott Norton, the big <laughs> curling guy. Yeah. Oh, armor. oh, yeah. Different kind of curling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. so the thousand years are up, <laughs> and Santa is now uh, coming to the town of Hell, Minnesota, I think it is. The town of Hell. It's either Minnesota or Colorado. I forget. Um, <laughs> and Santa is, is there to, to come back in a big way. And his sleigh is pulled not by the eight tiny reindeer that we all think about in the myth. No, no. Right. This Santa sleigh is pulled by a badass flying satanic bison. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> um, 
Not not a white one, is it? No, it's gray. It's a, it's an ash okay. gray bison. Um, he does <laughs> he does run over grandma in his sleigh. You know, doing a little <laughs> grandma got run over by a reindeer bit. Oh my um, god. After oh, this man. grandma goes, she goes into a Jewish deli and berates the owner because he says happy holidays, and she demands that he should say Merry Christmas, even though he is clearly coded as Jewish. And there's a menorah oh, up God. in his deli. But because <laughs> she is such an awful person, Santa yeah. runs her over in his sleigh, punishing oh, her. Geez. Oh, my God. <laughs> so hey, while I'm watching this movie. You need Krampus. When you need when Santa's exactly. already corrupt. <laughs> exactly. He, this guy Krampus can't can't um, he can't shine Bill Bill Goldberg's shoes here. Uh, Goldberg is he is just and, and I got to give him credit because the man's not he's not Lawrence Olivier right like he's 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 on the level of like Hulk Hogan when it comes to acting but you know what he knows what he's doing. He's in on the joke. He's not trying to be any more serious than this script deserves. Um, so there's, there's definitely a grin on his a grin on his face while he's doing everything here, and you can tell he's really having a good time. Um, That's awesome. One of the things that that I learned while watching this movie is that uh, it was written and because so I'm watching the opening credits and I saw this was produced by Brett Ratner. Like, well, Brett Ratner is mm-hmm. a real Hollywood person. Like this is not like some some Joe Blow. This is a director that's been around. He's done some pretty big properties. He directed an X-Men movie. Right. I came to find out that this movie was written and directed by Brett Ratner's personal assistant. Oh, wow. It's it's the only credit the guy has, aside from assistant oh. to Mr. Ratner on seven other movies. Mm. I can only guess that this was like Brett Ratner's Christmas gift to this guy was, sure, I'll produce your script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's done nothing since. Oh, man. Uh, so, fun piece of trivia that I read about this movie. Uh, Wanda Ferriton, um agreed to do the movie because she erroneously thought it was starring Jeff Goldblum. It wasn't until she got on the set that she learned it was actually Bill Goldberg starring in the movie. Oh, and oh and Stro, you you probably know this, Stro. Wanda would go on to marry Goldberg a few months later. Right. So he met his right. wife on the on the on the set of this movie. Oh, she's a stunt woman. Was that? She's a stunt woman. Uh, you know, I don't know if she's a stunt woman or if she was one of the. I guess she would have to be because there are no other female characters other than like uh, the girl that was would go on later to be on like ninety episodes of Lost, whose name I don't remember. Because isn't isn't still married to a former stunt woman? That's who I thought he was. Or is she an actress? Let's see, Wanda Ferriton. Yeah, she is a stunt woman. Okay, all right. One in, all right, yeah. And now, uh, now that I'm looking at a picture of her online, I'm pretty sure she played one of the strippers in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Santa goes into a strip club and kills everybody in there as well. Oh, Jesus. Because they've all been naughty. Uh, I, got, I got to watch this again. 
You you really <laughs> should. I got to tell you, this movie is not in the traditional sense of the word good, but this movie is a lot of stupid fun. I laughed my tits off watching this thing last night. Oh, my God. Um, oh, God. How could you not? And, again, it all comes <laughs> down to a curling match between Santa and an angel. That's, like, the big nice. And the big culmination is, is a rematch a thousand years later. And, of course, Santa cheats because why wouldn't he? Uh, definitely definitely a movie that I would recommend that all of our listeners go out and watch before Saturday. Get this on your Christmas viewing list. Santa Treat yourself. Go uh, figure. Oh, and he's a great heel. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Santa Claus is the greatest heel turn since Hollywood Hogan. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's so great. that's what I oh did last God. night. <laughs> oh, uh, sound like a good night. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I, again, I highly recommend that you seek that one out. That, Kathy, if you haven't seen it, I, I, I recommend you check it out. It's, it's definitely worth your time. I'll definitely have to check that out over the weekend. I mean, you know, if you, when you compare it to the other Christmas movies that are tangentially related to the business. I mean, you've got uh, the big show appears in Jingle All the Way. Uh, Obviously, Hogan had Santa with muscles. Uh, To me, this one takes the cake. Mm. It's it's amazing. And Frank Dresker (laughs) in it, too, man. My God. Yeah, I mean, that, that opening scene is like, well, somebody spent money on on this opening scene because we've got Jimmy Kahn and Fran Drescher. You know, these are not the people I expected to see in this movie when I turned it on. I really thought this was going to be... What's that? James Kahn is one of my favorites all time. He's a great actor. He's he's a fantastic performer, and I expected to turn this movie on and just see a bunch of dead-eyed nobodies. And here you turn this thing (laughs) on, and... Sonny Corleone is in the cold open of this movie. And I'm like, all right, we're set up for a good time. Let's do this thing. How cool is that? <laughs> mm. So, Stro, now, Stro when Kevin... is your Christmas movie coming out? I'm I'm working on Actually, I'm, there's one out that I'm in. Um, it's a Christmas horror movie called uh, 1224. Okay. And it, it's, it's kind of like cre- Creep Show where it tells a bunch of horror stories within one, but they're all connected to this one story, mutual story where zombies are attacking everybody at Christmas time. And my my role was I was the um, truck driving killer in the film, and I, I studied my role by studying um, Matthew McConaughey in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because he had a similar role. He was a Texas, I mean, truck driver killing people with machete, and that's basically what I was doing. Okay. So. <laughs> Very cool. But it's called twelve twenty four. Now you're you're a bit of a horror hound yourself, right? Absolutely. Okay, so now there's a couple of Christmas horror movies out there. Now not to put you on the spot, but do you have a favorite? I mean you've got Black Christmas, you've got uh Silent Night, Deadly Night and all of its sequels. Is there a is there a Christmas horror movie at Krampus that really stands out to you? Oh well, uh, the the first Silent Night, Holy Night was uh, I, I like the original. The original was good. That that, that probably ranks up there. Um, 
Well, I just, uh, I, I still, I still love watching Die Hard at Christmas time. I still think Die Hard yes. is a great Christmas movie. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I've already watched it this week. I, it's not Christmas time to me unless I see Hans falling off the building. Because <laughs> 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 I'm a sucker for the villains, man. I, I love, I love villains in film, man. So, and, and he was great. Well, and and. Hans Gruber, one of the greatest villains in cinematic history. I mean, that that guy is like the the ultimate heel in in movie history, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know that was his that was his uh, Alan Rickman's first movie that he ever that he ever appeared in. Wow. He was uh, wow. he was a very accomplished actor on London's West End. He was a he was an accomplished stage actor. But the first mm-hmm. movie role he ever took was Hans Gruber. Yeah, he's such a natural. You know, he's such a natural. Yeah. I mean, the guy never—he never turned in a bad performance. Tragic that we lost him so young. Yeah, and I also liked him in Quigley Down Under. He was a great villain in there, in that western, Australian western. Oh God, yeah, I haven't seen that Selleck movie in years. My my aunt loved that movie yeah. when I was growing up. Yeah. Yeah, he he was great in that too. She was a huge Tom Selleck fan. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I like the show he, he's on the, the the cop show. He's on the series. Um, uh, Blue Bloods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch that every now and then. Now, Kathy, how about you? Now, what uh, what what movie screams Christmas to you? What do you have to watch every year? I'm old. I'm old school, dude. Waitress. Okay. That is like not a my huge fan. Time favorite. I'm not a huge fan of White Christmas, but I'm I'm right there with you with the old school. I have to watch on Christmas Day every year. I have to watch Miracle on 34th Street. I'm a sucker. Mm-hmm. I'm a total sap for that watched, movie. Have to watch. I, I just watched that. God, what a film! I just watched that. Uh, oh my god! The other day. Just a just a top to bottom brilliant movie. That and and it's a wonderful life. Both of them. They just they hit me right in the feels yeah, every yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, don't it though, man. I mean, I am not I am not ashamed to admit that when I watch It's a Wonderful Life and and um, the 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 telegram comes in telling George that, you know, that the, the, the company has been directed to forward him whatever, $24,000 or whatever it is. Um, my mm-hmm. my heart and my heart swells up a little bit every year when I watch that part. Yep. Oh, I yeah. get a little choked up watching you, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. Me too. You, you know the speech that Bill Murray gives at the end of Scrooge, man? That gets me every time. I'm like, yes. yeah, ball in my head. Oh my God! There are some there's some truly great Christmas movies out there. The Muppet Christmas Carol is another one that I have to watch every year. Oh, the Muppets! I love the Muppets. <laughs> yes. I mean, Michael Caine's performance in that movie is amazing. And I was reading uh, yes. I was reading something recently about the making of that movie, and he only agreed to do it if he was allowed to take it seriously. Like, he basically said to the director, I'll do your movie, but I'm going to treat the Muppets like they're actual actors, and we're going to play this thing straight. And he plays it 100% straight the whole way across, 
and it's perfect. Oh, wow. Oh, man, that's, you know, Michael Caine's a national treasury, man. What a legend. He really is. And, you know, I mean, again, here's another one that, like, you know, you look back on it and, and hindsight being what it is, but, you know, at the time that movie was made, Michael Caine was kind of like, he was in tax exile and he was like not, he was not the household name that he would later become. He was just kind of a guy that had done some stuff, but like his career was probably on the downside of a short career. And then mm-hmm. that totally revives him. And then, you know, now, yeah. now he's Hollywood legend, Michael Caine. Yeah. Not to, not to turn this into a movie podcast. We're supposed to be talking wrestling. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, of course. Hey, like I said, he's the season, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it all ties in somewhere. <laughs> Especially with the drunken episode next week. Yes. Yes, I'm very much very much looking forward to the episode next week. I, I already had to tell Brady that I you know, I work early in the morning so I can't drink too much. Uh but uh I can <laughs> smoke a lot of weed because that doesn't give me a hangover. So I <laughs> I'm gonna roll a I am gonna roll up a huge spliff for that episode and get nice and stoned and have a grand old time with you guys. I was walking into the Wawa today. I'm standing there, I'm going. And this guy goes, what's the matter? I went, man, I don't know if they think that that, that weed smells good, because that smells like skunk right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, the guy, and the guy looked at me, and we just both busted out laughing. And I walk in, and the guy's standing there, and he's, he's getting his food off his Thing and I went, oh, and the other guy goes, what's the matter? He goes, I go, man, I don't know who was smoking that weed out there, but whoo. And I go, let me tell you, I said, I had, my neighbor, my ex neighbor was Jamaican. I knew good pot. Okay. okay. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you, it's 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 so different. Like, I think back to like when I was in college twenty years ago, and the dirt weed that I used to smoke back then compared to the shit that you get today. I don't know where this amazing weed came from in the last 20 years, but it's so much better. (laughs) Yep. And now that we're we're legal for recreational use in New Jersey and we'll be getting our our dispensaries pretty soon, I'm I'm just looking forward to some some real uh, high-end service at at some of those dispensaries. My girlfriend was just out in Vegas, and she was telling me about the – she went into a, you know, a legal dispensary for the first time, and the experience she had with her quote unquote <laughs> bud tender, getting yeah. getting them just exactly <laughs> what they were looking for, you know, it's it's just it's a whole new world, and I just can't wait to experience it here in Jersey. Man, <laughs> good at good times, <laughs> right? Like I said, I don't wake up with a hangover in the morning. I'm good to go. <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it next week too. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Oh, those drunken episodes are the best. They're great. <laughs> you know, remember the one. Remember the one, Brady uh, Stro, when Brady got so drunk he passed out on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, get, get all the Brady like, stories out today since he's not with us. 
Everybody <laughs> Brady. Brady. Yo, Brady. <laughs> Past hey, you know, were you even drinking at the time? <laughs> no, I don't know. Remember he got drunk. So I want to make sure we can recreate that. Marie got drunk and turned heel on one of the callers. I forget who it was. Oh, he was hilarious. We're dying. That's the thing. I, I'm i liable to get stoned and turn face on one of the callers. I'm healing them every time they call up. <laughs> I might go straight baby face on Dustin or somebody. No, oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm sure a little Leatherface would appreciate that. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I can't wait. The more the merrier. I hope hope we get a few surprise guests too. That'd be fun. Oh, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping to hear the the lines get flooded with calls for that episode. I can only imagine <laughs> that it's going to be a complete shit show. <laughs> oh man, my goodness. I, and you know the lines are wide open. We're taking your calls time. today, guys. So anybody wants to chime in with yep. your favorite. Uh, your favorite Christmas movie or any other topic that we're discussing, you know, dial in now. Yeah, that's it. 914-338-1885 is the number to call. Call in anytime. We're, we're so now, you know, I joined, week. <laughs> I joined you guys late today because, cause like I said, I was out to dinner. What what did I miss? What were you guys discussing when I uh, when I jumped on? We're talking about Kathy's um, uh, big event show she went to. Right, Kathy? That was a big event show, right? It was the uh, no icons of wrestling in Philly. Icon, icons of wrestling. I'm sorry, icons of wrestling. Oh, Kathy, the the lineup for that show looked amazing. How was it? It was, it was, it was packed. It was so good. Like I was selling food to the old friends. No pit getting closed until Phil. Um, <clears throat> hopefully making some contacts to have, you know, to get callers to get some guests on the line. Um. But it was just great to see, like, I haven't seen Cole Cabana in years. Um, Scott Steiner I see every so often. Lex Luger. Uh, James Storm came in. Uh, Buddy Matthews. Casey Navarro. Miss Jacqueline. Uh, Brutus. Beefcake. Um, you know, is you there any other guys Brutus? In, uh, there is none. <laughs> and, um... You know, you see these guys, and it's like, oh, my God, how you doing? What's up? You know, and it was funny. I went to talk to um, to Tonka, and the guy who was, you know, t- he selling his pictures, he looked, he said, oh, you can't get any closer. I went, you do know who you're talking to, right? I will. <laughs> and to talk, he just, and the guy's laughing because he knows me. He goes, yeah, you don't mess with old school girls. You know they will take you down. Listen to Kathy big time and everyone like she's the undertaker. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, she's got stroke, man. <laughs> That's our own legend of the locker room, Miss Kathy there. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I have backup named Kevin Sullivan. That's enough to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I love I love listening yeah. to some of your stories. It's it's amazing. It's like you're you're like a, a walking talking time capsule 
of, of like the, the, the golden era of the business, like the names that you just casually throw out, I'm always like astounded by. Well, Kevin, if you ever get a chance and watch the um, Sherry Martell induction into the whole thing, mm-hmm. I was there. She's my best friend. And she matches me on her induction speech. And and the amount of people that can make that claim that anybody at a Hall of Fame induction called them out by name can be counted on yeah. like two hands. I mean, it's like yeah. that is that is such an amazing class of people to be counted among. You know, and it, it really speaks oh, to yes. It really speaks to your position in the history of the industry. Like, you know, people talk about. You talk about this business and the way that it's evolved over the decades, and all people ever talk about are you know the the big names, right? The, the you know it's the the ones that were on, but it's the people that were around from a from a media perspective, or that you know have that that backroom stroke, <laughs> that that backroom experience, that have the best stories to tell, and those are the people that should be writing books, and those are the people that should be interviewed on TV. Uh, or on podcasts right. like this. And that's why we're so lucky to have you because you bring that wealth of knowledge to us. You can share that with the listeners and our listeners should know how lucky they are to get that firsthand account that you can't get anywhere else. You know, I mean, Absolutely. it's not like, uh, it's not like Sherry Martell had five best friends that are on five different podcasts. She had one woman <laughs> yeah. that, that was, that was yeah. like the closest person in the world to her. And, and we've got her here. And, and you're talking about one of the greatest managers, one of the greatest valets in the yep. history of the industry. When, uh, so, you know. When she was induction to the Hall of Fame, um, <clears throat> she called me. <clears throat> Every morning, you know, I, I get up early to do state trooper physical. So I'm at work early leading up to that time. And she would call me and she'd go over a speech with me and she'd just, oh, God put something about you in there. I went, no, you don't. She goes, yes, I do. <laughs> You've been around with me over 20 years. I'm putting something at you. And <laughs> after the thing, afterwards, we're on the elevator going downstairs to the bar, and the elevator opens, and Dreamer's there. And he went, props at Hall of Fame. <laughs> and I went, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I mean, in a way, right. Kathy, as far as I'm concerned, you're our very own Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, right? I mean, Kathy is the closest Kathy's the closest any of us are ever going to get to the WWE Hall of Fame. No offense, Tro. You know, you, you had your run on Nitro, but they're not going to induct you. I'm sorry. She's the closest Never we're going to get to. Never say never. There's, quite, there's, been, there's been quite a few Hall of Fames I didn't think I'd ever get into, but I did. And uh, one, of the guys, of, one of the guys. Go ahead, tonight, Kathy. He he was laughing. He said at the, at the convention, he asked me that he goes, "Can I have your signature?" And I went, "For what?" And he's a friend of mine. I said, "Come on, Chris, knock it off." He goes, "No, seriously, <clears throat> I want your signature." And I went, "No, no autograph. No, no, no." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I was going to tell you guys 
as soon as we were talking, uh, I just found out a bit of news. I've been um, nominated for Best Actor at the Kenny's Film World Film Festival. They just nominated awesome. me for uh, – I'm in the running for that. So I, I just found this out as soon as we were talking on the show. So. That's awesome. <laughs> like, Congratulations, Stro. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, Thank I'm you. sorry. Uh, from the Candies, C A N N E S World Film Festival. Cans? You're you're nominated at Cans. Yes. Like this is the biggest film festival on earth, the one in France. Yeah, that's C A N N E S. Yeah, Can Cans World Film Festival. That's yeah. incredible. That's awesome. And, and, and that's from for the, the Devil's Daughter. That recently came out. The, the Devil's Daughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's Dr. Arkham. That's Dr. Arkham. I, well, fact, Stro, I, that's, um, I mean. Yeah, that's awesome. it's pretty heavy. I, it's little, I, I just found out, really. Um, that's huge, dude. That's amazing. Congratulations. That, that, thank you so much. I'll, I'll forward you the banner I got just now in, in the uh, in the chat so you guys can check it out. But I, I just found this out and, as soon as uh, we were talking you know, on, the, on the air. <laughs> And I just want to I just want to assure our listeners this is not a rip. This is legit. And and this is to to our listeners that aren't as plugged into the film industry as as nerds like myself. Being nominated at Cannes or Sundance, I mean that's like being nominated for an Oscar. That's huge. I mean that is just epically huge. And and to know that that you Stro have have pulled in a best actor nomination at Cannes is mind-blowing. Congratulations, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm, I'm still kind of floored, honestly, because I, I didn't, this one I didn't see coming, honestly. I mean, I was, the film's been getting a lot of attention, everything to different film festivals, but I didn't think, you know, I would receive anything like this. To be, so to be just, nom- to be nominated for something like this is pretty, pretty big, so. Yeah, and I'm I'm just looking at the uh, yeah <laughs> I'm looking at the flyer that you or the uh, the banner that you just sent over and God that is crazy that is so cool it it really is I I, I didn't didn't see it coming really <laughs> I had to tell you guys so between it. between your nomination and Kathy's connections I'm feeling like completely like I've done nothing with my life. <laughs> Oh, you're you're here. That's all. Hey, all need to be said. You're you're here, man, doing your thing. You know. <laughs> Best actor nominee, Hall of Fame speech recipient, guy who shows up on the podcast every other week. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 ne- you, you never know. It'd be like those Snickers commercials. Like one thing will lead to another, and then you next know you'd be like more famous than everybody. You know. There <laughs> you go. Snickers I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna firmly latch onto both of your coattails and see where you guys take me. Yeah. <laughs> you like the Entourage series, right? Exactly. Let me be your turtle. <laughs> Let me be your turtle. I just want to ride the rock. Right. So, Kathy, awesome. after uh, after Icons, after your time at Icons, can we expect to have uh, Ric Flair or Sting on the show anytime soon? Uh, well, Flair didn't show. Oh, no? Oh, man. No. But, um, I mean, I I can't get Sting, but, you know, I can get Luger. 
Um, Steiner, you never know with Scotty. Um, <laughs> yeah. Godfather. I mean, I would. On. I would love to talk yeah. to Big Papa Pump about how his nephew's doing. Oh, he's doing great. If for if for no other reason than than for Hackett to you know whine directly to the man about uh, about the ring name that was chosen, I figure Hackett can talk about that that poor choice of name every week. Anyway, we may as well have either his father or uncle on the show so we can talk directly to him. <laughs> what well, was funny when he was um, down at the training camp for the um, Ravens? My uh, boyfriend's an NFL analyst. So he was down at the Ravens training camp, and he says, okay, who do you know? I said, um, Bronson Recksteiner. So he goes over to him, he talks to him, and he says, you know, he's watching him practice. He goes, so my uh, girlfriend knows your father and your uncle. He says, oh, was she a wrestling fan? He goes, yeah. He, you know, he tells him my name. And he went, oh, my God, I remember Miss Kathy. I'm like, okay, that really made me really feel old, Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian put him on the phone with me, and he's like, oh, I remember when we were down, when we used to, ha- uh, we would hang at the pool when you were, um, when we, they, mom, when dad was doing, dad and Uncle Scott were doing tapings. I said, yeah, you know, we used to hang out at the pool and everything. And he was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And then he goes, yeah, you know, I'm really feeling I'm going to get cut from here. So if I am, I'm going into wrestling. I went, gee, now that's a surprise, right? <laughs> Isn't he doing great, no. though? He's yeah. doing really good there. I mean, from what I understand, they're pushing the kid to the stars. Now, let me ask you guys your thoughts on this, because you are both, um, I, I would imagine, of the same mindset as, as me, you know, people who take a an old-school approach to the business. Uh, and, and, you know, honestly, I haven't been on the show for a couple of weeks, so we may have discussed this already and I missed it, but I just want to hear from the two of you specifically your thoughts on, I think, the direction the business is going now where – instead of, you know, promoting raw talent that's been on the road paying their dues for years, you know, now we're just recruiting college athletes and putting them right into the performance center and trying to build stars that way. What are your thoughts on that? Ladies first, Kathy. (laughs) For someone like to come out of college, you know, this, that, and the other, no. I'm a big backer of of kids going through training, not just going to getting on what they can do in school. And, you know, know, just, you know, like, like, for example, Dominic Mysterio. He's trained with Lance Storm. He trained with Booker. He trained uh, with... um, B-Boy in California. I mean, he trained. Yeah, and I think there's there's a certain exception, I think, for the, you know, the second and third generation guys, the Mysterios, the, the, the Steiners, those guys. I, I'm not really so much thinking about them, but I'm thinking about, like, you know, the, the kid that's been paying his dues on the indies for 10 years, working those shows where he's, 
making five, ten, fifteen dollars to show up yeah. if he's lucky, uh, and then finally getting his break versus and and you know Stro. I mean, I, the way I look at it, WCW was kind of on the forefront of this with the power plant, like you know just having that in-house training style. You know, I I, I don't know. To me, it, to me it feels like a people are jumping to the front of the line like they shouldn't be. Yeah. And again, not talking right. about not talking about the guys that have trained with you know the with the yeah. the, the the greats. You know, I'm not talking about those guys. But like I'm talking about uh, you know some some college football player that yeah he's got the look. So let's turn him into a main event talent as opposed to yeah. finding mm-hmm. you know a Brian Danielson or you know a, or a Colt Cabana or a guy that's been like busting his ass in the Indies for years. I just feel like that's the direction that the business is going in. And to me, it feels like a separation from the history of the industry and making it more of a sanitized corporate product. They need to pay their dues. Exactly. You know, I I learned a long time ago that uh, the old saying, there's no substitute for experience. And uh, even like with the collegiate training I had, amateur collegiate wrestling and at the MMA background and everything, things really didn't take off for me until I started hitting the independence, getting out on the road, going around the country, overseas when I can. That's when things started happening for me, and uh, that's how I got better, honestly, and, you know, personally. So, and a lot of the, yeah, lot of I mean, the guys look at track, track record in the business, like the people that have, have, paid, have done the roads, done the overseas tours, or that they usually turn out to be the better talent. So, I mean, it speaks for itself. I, I agree 100%. I mean, the guys like, you know, Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, the guys that went to Mexico, the guys that went to Japan, the guys that worked the U.S. indie scene, worked the ECWs, finally made their way up to a, to a WCW where they were able to finally shine. You have that experience of working a crowd that you can't get from a closed environment like the Performance Center. You know, they can start to introduce you to that in NXT, I would suppose. But to me, it's I, – I think – I don't want to sound like the old man yelling at clouds, but there's a certain amount of character building that goes into showing up to a dingy gym to perform in front of 40 people and know that you're probably not going to get paid that day. You're going to go home hurting, feeling like shit – and then you're going to still want to get up and do it in the morning as opposed to, right. you know, you know, just coming up through the ranks of always having the spotlight on you, always being chosen to be a star, it seems like. I, I just, I wonder what, I wonder what, like, so with this new, this new thing that they're doing where they've got all these, these college kids that are from different sports that they've, that they've plugged out, I wonder what the Undertaker would think sharing a locker room with those guys, a guy that is so historically well-known for being built on tradition and respect and paying your dues. If he suddenly found himself surrounded by 20 new kids that are going to be performing on Raw and SmackDown and that have only been really in the business for, let's say, two years, you know, I, I feel like, you lose something in the locker room when you do away with those guys that have just that have paid their dues and come up and fought their way through. You know, like Sasha Banks, for example. I mean, she's 
said many times that where even even you know she used to be in the Indies for quite a long quite a bit of time and then uh, yeah even now that she's uh, yeah touring touring now even when she tours now she like goes to a, like a nearby wrestling school to to keep sharp in the ring like she'll go to Amazing Reds every now and then to train and everything so I mean she you know she she hasn't forgotten her roots you know what I'm saying yeah and I think that that's what makes I just, I don't know, I feel like this business, and I've said this before on the show, I feel like this business is so different from every other business, every other type yeah. of performance, and every other type of sport. And it, it does that It does that great thing where it takes, you know, certain elements of, you know, your Broadway theatrical people and certain elements of your, your world-class athletes, and then there's that third element that goes into it that is just kind of unique to this business. And, and and I feel like you need all three of those things to really, I don't know, have the heart of the business. To I, I, I always feel like I will never warm up to somebody that just got took the rocket ship to the to the front of the line and didn't pay their dues because I just feel like you can <laughs> right. see that in the performance. And and proofs in the pudding, you know, I, I've often said many times, and I've heard it from many many veterans. Other fellow veterans of the years that uh, there's uh, the, the being in the ring is like a truth serum. If you have it or you don't, and you, you can't hide ability. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I 100% agree. Like you can, you can, and this is also kind of the discussion of you know today's indies versus you know the business 20 years ago. You can have the athleticism to do all the high spots in the world. But if you can't tell mm-hmm. the story in the ring to the guy in the 15th row without using your right. words, then what are you really doing? Mm-hmm. The, the, the most important part of performance is making the, the jabroni in the seats, in the cheap seats like myself, believe that what you're doing is real and that everything that's happening inside the ring matters. If I just wanted to watch gymnastics, I'd go watch a gymnastics performance. But it's more than that. Right. And and I feel that's the kind of thing you can only learn through experience. Exactly. I I can tell you guys a funny story real quick. Yeah. Uh, speaking on that, actually, nice little segue. Um, I, I'm sitting at a show. Ricky Steamboat's on the show. Uh, Les Thatcher, Dr. Tom Pritchard. I think uh, yeah, one, I think Rick Steiner and uh, Midnight Express. Fearless was it? Telly Blanchard was there, I believe. And this guy comes in right the locker room. I was booked in the car. And he didn't say doesn't say hello to any of us, right? And and it was, and he does his match, right? And he comes back and uh then he comes back to us, right, and says, uh, what do you think of my match? Right? <laughs> I forget who it was. Which one of us said, uh, you know what we think? How long have you been uh working in the business? You know what I mean? And the guy says, Eleven years. You know, I'm on the veteran, you know, this <laughs> you know what we think? <laughs> And he's like, what's that? He said, we think you need to go out there, buy a ticket, sit down in the chair next to a fellow person, and enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> the guy just hung his head and walked off. <laughs> I mean, first of all, first of all, this dude, any dude that claims he was in the business for 11 years and doesn't know that, you know, when you walk in and you see, like, Tully Blanchard and Ricky Steamboat sitting there, that you will automatically go yeah. over and kiss their ass and thank them for laying the groundwork that allows you to do what you're doing, I, I tend to believe right. you weren't paying attention for 11 years. 
And it showed in the ring, too. Uh, it, it was atrocious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I remember um, when I was, you know, probably fresh college, uh, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised in South Jersey, and, and this is where, uh, you know, one of the bigger indies out there, CZW, got their start basically in my backyard. Like, we used to go to CZW shows in abandoned warehouses, in the middle of farms, in Sewell, New Jersey. And, like, you'd watch some of these matches, and, you know, look, the high spots are cool. You know, guys like uh, some of the guys that never made it, but guys like Rick Blade or guys like uh, the, the late Trent Acid. Like, these guys, they could oh, do wow. all the really cool they wanted, but mm-hmm. there was always something missing that – that was a reason they would never make it to the next level is that they didn't have the connection with the crowd. They didn't know how to, to, to make that connection with the guy in the last row. And that's the most important thing. It's like when you're on stage in in the theater, you're performing to the guy in the back row. That's right. It's just like being in theater. You want, you want your audience to, you want to bring them in your story. You know what I mean? Because they want to be led in your story. Bring, bring them in. You know what I mean? Kevin, did you go to the CZW shows when they were at the Skate Zone? Um, yes, actually. that is uh, A Skate Zone show is where I got my nickname from Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, <laughs> really? Nice. So, nice. Yeah, so so when we were doing the when we were doing Steel Cage Radio back in college, Hackett and I, like you know, I and, and when we were doing commentating on the indie scene, uh, you know, I always went by Hardcore Kevin Brady, and that was it. Never never gave it any other thought. So I'm, I'm talking. We went to a show at the Skate Zone, and I'm talking to Mikey. He was there. Just we were just kind of shooting the shit, and uh, and and he just stopped me. And he goes, Wait a second, Hardcore Kevin Brady, HKB. HBK, HKB. And I was like, you know what? I never fucking put two and two together. Thank you, Mikey. That's where I came up with HKB. Well, I'm the one, when they used to do the collection for the Toys for Tots, mm-hmm. that was me. I would run that. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is a small world, isn't it? <laughs> and Mikey, sure is. <laughs> Mikey is like my... Uh, "Quote unquote first son of wrestling." Oh, he's a great guy. Because when I was running the the front door at ECW, uh, they were doing a thing that night on the computer, and someone goes something about. Uh, he goes, "Yeah, you know the redhead at the front door? That's my mom. Just tell her I said, just tell her hi." So all these kids are coming <laughs> up to me going, um, "Oh, you're Mikey's mom," and I'm like, "I'm." Well, then the funniest thing was in WCW when Mikey was there, and um, Hootie and them were in Baltimore, and Mikey wasn't on that trip. And he he comes into Baltimore the next time, and they're all going, "Oh, Mikey, we saw your mom in Baltimore," and he's like, "My mom in Baltimore? Yeah, we saw Kathy," and he's like. You guys know she didn't give birth to me, right? <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> and that's why when he introduced me to the SATs in red, they said, he goes, this is my mom. Make sure your grandmother. Respect her. 
And to this day, Red still calls me Grandma. <laughs> there's, now, there's another exceptionally talented worker, the amazing Red. That guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, just yeah. he can put on a show and a half. And, and again, he's yeah. one of those guys that he can right. put on a show, he can do the high spots, but you, you buy into everything he does. You 100% buy yep. into him. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that talent and that gift that only comes with experience. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I will forever argue until the day I die that the most talented in-ring performer of the modern era is, is Triple H. Uh, because that's a guy that made you believe everything he did in the ring. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, one of the best, man. One of the best. I hope he's recovering. All right, look, guys. So, uh, so, so we are hitting my my sign off time. Unfortunately, I'm I'm only good till ten, then I turn into a pumpkin. But. Uh, Okay. So I, I'm I'm going to step away, but uh, want to thank you guys for having me on as always, and I'm looking forward to the drunk show always. next week. Always, brother. Can't wait for next week. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great rest of the show, Kathy. A pleasure talking to you. I'm, I'm, I think this is the most we've actually talked, Kathy. This is the most you've you've actually been able to speak. There weren't uh, five other guys talking over you this week, so this is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And Stro, congratulations again on your nomination. That's huge. Uh, I'm rooting for you, you to take so the much, win, and uh, and we're all very proud of you. Thank you so much, brother. It means a lot. All right, thanks, guys. Good night. You too. Merry Christmas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, that was Kevin, man. Great to have Kevin on once again. I know he's he's just he's just as psyched as uh, we are about the drunken episode next week. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was before because that 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 one was bad. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I think Kelly was tight in the range this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little more. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I can't wait though. It should be a lot of fun. I hope we get a lot of guests call in. That'll be fun next yeah. week. Goodness gracious! Oh man! Yeah, we 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 we've covered a lot already. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Kathy, uh, you you got any more events coming up? You're gonna be attending? Uh, not right now, but I know in, um, February, I think it is, AEW is going to be in Atlantic City. Atlantic City, nice. Um, there's a lot of indie shows coming up, local ones, I mean, in the beginning of the year, um, you know, no conventions till like I said, March. But um, I think everybody needs some breaks, <laughs> some downtime. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh my gosh. No doubt. Man. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't want to finish. Um, yeah, you, that big event show you were talking about earlier, man, that sounds really good. Yeah, and that's only just the beginning of the um, the names they have. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know tomorrow night AEW's got the uh, Christmas special. They're having uh, oh, they the, the big six man, yeah, the six man main event. Uh, FTR and MJF against uh, CM Punk, Sting, and Darby Allen. That should be really good. Oh, that should be really good. Yeah, on that one. Oh yeah. And. God, with all these, with all this talent that are free agents now, it's pretty exciting to see where they'll end up. Yes, definitely. I mean, even if I mean, <clears throat> even if a lot of them just on the independent circuit, you know, mm-hmm. I there was there's a um, I'm trying to we're we're trying to get a a, a local company. <clears throat> to do a show in my town for our, our uh, one organization. And, um, you know, it's the guys I know, I know it's going to be a good family show. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, Saturday in Philly, I was talking to one of the guy's son, sons, and uh, he he's 23. He is a, mm-hmm. um, he's been a manager of different rap bands. Okay. Wow. The kid is the kid's not a dummy. He knows one, he knows the business. Two, he knows how to make money. He um mm-hmm. is gonna do just a, a show at the arena in Philly. He's bringing in um I think Matt Cardona. That's wow. who else he said. And a couple other guys. And then um, I was telling him about, the, you know, when we do this show over my town, you know, I, hear, I want his dad, who's one of our independent guys, to wrestle um, somebody. And then a stupid little angle I had planned. Um, he told me as we were leaving, he says, um, I want my dad to wrestle Gangrel. And I'm like, well, you got to talk to Brady about that. I mean, not Brady, um, the, the promoter, because I don't know mm-hmm. if his money goes. He goes, no, I'll pay for Gangrel. Oh. I just looked at my went, I go, what? He goes, I will pay for Gangrel to come in to wrestle my dad. I just huh. sit there and went, okay. Call him. <laughs> And, you know, and I told his mom and dad, I said, you know, this is one young man that is absolutely, he's 23. I've known him since he was born. I was like, he right. is so polite. Comes over to me, sits down, chats with me, shows me some of the stuff he got mm-hmm. for his dad for Christmas, you know, talking about different things he has planned. And he is not a dummy. He has things planned out, what he wants to do. I right. sat there listening to him going, 
damn. You know, but, you know, it's sad to see uh, how some of these promoters <coughs> mess up a show. Isn't um, that true? <laughs> Sunday night, we were at the Combat Zone Wrestling. It's called Combat Studio Z, The Rebirth. Okay. And there's some really good guys on there. <clears throat> uh, Boom Harden, local kid. Uh, Vinny mm-hmm. Collada, local kid. Uh, they, um, Gabby Gilbert. He, she was the young lady that was uh, engaged to Jimmy Rave when he passed. Um, okay. She did. She, you know, she got everybody out there to do the ten bell. Um, they have these other young guys, you know, coming in, and they're from different places. I mean, I don't. I know Deshaun Pratt because he's local, but I mean, good, enjoyable wrestling. Right. And you know, you see some people like you know doing stuff, and you're like, um, okay, what the heck was that? But there are still some places. I mean, there's, um, I know I'm going to mess it up. ISPW, I think it is, up in North Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Fierro's group. He does incredible service. Mm-hmm. Of course, he does them on Friday night, and I can't get up there, but that's besides the point. But he does incredible <laughs> shows. I mean, he has Devin Storm. You remember Devin mm-hmm. Kerbar? Oh, I love Devin, yeah. Kerbar's. Well, also, um, a, a physical therapist. Yeah, that's awesome. You know? And, you know, they have all these guys there. And everybody, you know, is good in their own sense. But I'm sorry, mm-hmm. there's some people that you sit and you're looking at the ring going, what the heck are you doing in there? <laughs> right. You know, Get out. You know, I just, I, uh, I just don't understand English though. Some of the business is like, uh, yes! and then some of it's like, oh boy. I don't get, I don't get it either. <laughs> so, so, some places you go is like real head scratchers, you know. <laughs> what you, yes. you see go down. Yes. Crazy. Um, well, I know tomorrow night on WCW Retro uh, mm-hmm. at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, we're, I'm having the uh, Christ- a Christmas party for <laughs> everybody. So if you get some free time, feel free to call in. It, on you know, Thursday? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, okay. Thursday night, sorry. Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Folks that are listening, cool. but um, yeah, we're having a Christmas party, so yeah, for, Kathy, you get some time, feel free. You know, you're, you're always welcome. <laughs> it's always a good Christmas time. Christmas party, anyway. oh no, not like yeah. a Chuck and Christmas party, is it? <laughs> well, it could be, I guess. But you know, it'd be a nice little segue into the the drunken episode for next week, so a little warm up. That's true. <laughs> We go from eggnog to the good stuff next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? 
Oh, my goodness. And then Friday night, uh, the Stroh Zone at uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time on Facebook.com slash Stroh the Maestro. Uh, the feature will be uh, Night of the Living Dead. Oh. Back, like back in the one. day, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, that should be really cool. <laughs> but, yeah, it's cool between, like, tonight, Thursday, and uh, next Tuesday, we'll have some warm-ups <laughs> leading up to the, the big bash, if you will. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I can't wait. Oh, gosh. Who could we got to like? I think we got a uh, – I think this is Justin. It's one of the Ustons. The Ustons, right? Justin. Justin. Hey, how you doing? What's up, buddy? How you been? Hey, all right. Oh, uh, good, man. How's that going? Trying to get, just get my knee back to health the way the way it needs to be. Well, that's good. Trying I'm to get healing up. Yeah, trying to get it going. It's uh. It's finally at like 50, I can actually bend it to 50 degrees right now, which is pretty Oh, wow. Good. That's good, yeah. So, yeah. Just keep doing the doing the therapy. That, that'll that help. Yeah. Yeah, it's my second um, one. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, geez. Bless you. Bless um, injury at, well, had. we're talking about the drunk episode next week. Are you, are, are you going to be calling in for that? Yeah, I'll be Next calling in. I mean, Tuesday, not, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, I'll be okay. calling in. But I'll be, I'll be calling in, but not drunk though. Yeah, you'll you'll be the designated driver. You'll be sober, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, well, much needed for next week for sure. All the craziness that'll go down next week. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. It's interesting. Uh, it's always interesting. Oh yeah. Like how you been, man? <laughs> Oh, good, good, doing great. Um, I just had, I just had Cassie uh, online earlier, and uh, Kevin called in, and we're we're talking like Christmas movies and all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, my favorite Christmas movie is uh, Christmas Vacation with uh, with uh, Chevy Chase. I love that. I love that movie. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, they got so many. That's a good one. They got so many. I got so many good movies from like the eighties and all that, which I I love movies from the eighties and all that, eighties and nineties, and um, like some of the movies you see nowadays, it's like I can't get into them because it's they're so poorly directed, and I just can't get into. Yeah, them. I mean, you be every once in a blue moon to make a good film come out, right? <laughs> you know, once every once every five years. Yeah, I don't right. know if you heard that. Uh, I don't know if you heard that Jackass, Jackass is actually is coming out with another movie. Yeah, I heard about that too. Yeah, that those are the type of movies I like to see because those movies they never get old. Those ones you can actually no. they can they 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 can literally like if I was a producer I'd be like, all right, what we're gonna do is we're gonna film a whole year, do whatever. If you guys want to kick each other in the nuts, that's fine with me. I really don't care. Just just don't hurt each other too bad. And it's and we'll make five, six movies out of it. 
That stuff is interesting, though. But you can only oh, do oh, so yeah. much with it. What, that Spider-Man so movie's it, rocking it right now, man. It, it's like... I heard the other day it's like the third biggest drawing film in the history of uh, oh, superhero wow. films. <laughs> it, it's rocking That's it out, crazy. man. And um, so I know the later on, later on tonight, uh, Pacific time, I think uh, the new Matrix movie comes out. Okay. With John Reeves. When are, when are you and uh, Doctor John going to be doing more like events like like that uh like that steampunk show that you guys did before? Oh, um, I might be doing something with him in April, I believe. Uh, the details being worked out. They're having a wrestling event and also a Bigfoot conference the next day up in Georgia. Where is that? Georgia, Georgia. Uh, some, so, somewhere up in Georgia. I, I have to find out the details on it because I think they're just they're still putting it, trying to put it together. But I, I might be a part of that. Um, I, I think it's the 15th and 16th. That should be fun. But, but as soon as I get I more information know, I like on it, I'll, I'll put it out there. As you know, I like to travel. I just injury. I just I, I'm gonna go back to work whenever they clear me. Work as much as I can, save some money, right. and then I'm gonna try and get back on the traveling again. I love I love traveling. Mm. Yeah, me too. I love, I love traveling and doing my paranormal investigating. That stuff is fun. That's cool. You got any event? I got an event coming up in uh, January 21st. Yeah, I think I got cool. one in February coming up, so that's going to be fun. It's always fun. That's cool. Right on. Wait, have you have you have you done anything like that? What, like what's that? Paranormal. Like, have you oh, done God, anything like that paranormal wise? Oh yeah, I've. Uh, I went to the. I've, I've done a few th- uh, paranormal events. Uh, I was we did an investigation, a haunted prison up uh, below uh, Pittsburgh one time, Pennsylvania, okay. at a prison. That was interesting. The Indian oh, wow. burial ground was like next next door, so there was a lot of activity going on there. And then uh, here recently, I just did an investigation in a house with another paranormal group, and uh, okay. that had some activity, but. Uh, and that was interesting. So I've done a few, just a few expeditions. I used to be friends with someone that was uh, with a had their own show called The Demon Files. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, with uh, Ralph Sarchi, who uh, he, he, if you remember that movie, Deliver Us from Evil, about the police mm-hmm. officer and the priest working together for the exit, trying to do this exorcism. Uh, he was, that was that was movie was based off him. Well, Sarchi. That stuff is interesting. Yeah, love, it, it, it's pretty that. wild, yeah. How he got, he, how yeah, I yeah got he's a great, Ralph's a great guy, too. Really great guy, I mean, but he knows he knows his stuff. It's crazy. I got into um, the first investigation I ever did was it was at Eastern State Penitentiary with the guys from uh, TV, Ghost Hunters, and mm-hmm. I got to do that. And that was fun. I was just like a, no. I was just like a trial, and I was just like, I don't know if I like it. So I was just like, took a break for a long time, and I was just like, hey, you know what? 
I like this stuff. It's fun. It's interesting right. too. Like when I went to the Beacon Theater, I had, I, had I went to the Beacon Theater, I think a couple months ago, and I was there talking. Mm-hmm. And supposedly there's a doctor there. He didn't like me, and I, he told me to shut wow. up a few times. And I told him, and I said, uh, I will not, I will not shut up. You're not the boss of me. And he basically told me, <laughs> "F you, get out." And I was like, "Stop cursing at me." It was quite interesting. Wow. It's nothing. It's it's interesting when a spirit literally curses at you because he was being rude. <laughs> I did nothing to the. I did nothing to the guy. <laughs> well, a funny story. Uh, uh, at, at that uh, particular investigation center of the prison, uh, in one mm-hmm. of the cells, uh, the, some investigators are trying. They're having EVPs with one of the with the uh, premonitions, right? And uh, evidently, it was getting agitated by the investigators asking them questions, right? And I, mm-hmm. I, I kept telling them, right, look, I, this one wants to be left alone, you know, I don't think it's a good idea to keep pestering, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right? But they would listen, right, and sure enough, the, uh, that aberration kicks dust up in the, literally kicks dust up in the air, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and 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 I, and I, I, they all like, whoa, and I look, I told them, I, said, I told you, <laughs> he don't want to be, he, he wants to be left like, alone. Right? Like, whoa, I think I'm going to take my camera and take a few pictures of that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's pretty, it was pretty wild, yeah. It's fun. I love doing that stuff. So when you, yeah, so when yeah, you do an investigation, so when you do your investigations with your with your group and all that, do you take photos on your cell phone or see what you got or whatever? Well, it, it depends on the situation and environment we're in, you know what I mean? what we can do and can't yeah. do basically. So I just kind of feel it out and um, take it from there. But okay. it's, you always end up learning something new. Needs need investigation. So pretty fascinating. It's interesting. I want to, I want to go check out the, uh, Sarah Winchester house out in, uh, I think it's out in San Jose or something like that. The Sarah oh, nice. Winchester house. Yeah, house. They said that house has like a couple, a lot of rooms and stairwells that lead to nowhere. I'm like, that's interesting. Let's check that out. I'm sure. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I know Brady's into. I know Brady's into that paranormal stuff too. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure is. I'm gonna have to see if he. I'm gonna have to see if I can tag along with him one time. See how see what he does too. That'd be fun. <laughs> that should be interesting. Yeah. Can you imagine if me and Brady had a TV show, Justin and Justin and Brady, the Ghost Hunters, us being goofballs? <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Oh no, that'd what definitely is, be entertaining. What is Justin and Brady gonna get themselves into this episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. The mis the misadventures of Justin and the misadventures of just the ghost adventure the mis ghost the ghost adventures of Brady and Justin. Misadventures. Right. 
Interesting. Oh yeah. So how's, how's, how's everything going with you? Hmm? Good, good, good. Yeah, really good. Um, I was uh, going to ask you, you got, you got anything you'd like to plug? Um, uh, I hope everyone has a great Christmas and a good New Year. Um, and I and just stay safe. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I hope you do have a good Christmas and everything. And oh, yeah. Enjoy the holidays. Thank you so much. Is anybody else going to be on the show? Like, is Rat Boy on the show or anything like that? Yeah, it might be a little later. Okay. Yeah, you might might be on a little bit later. So, but... um. If if you want to stick around for that, go ahead. Hmm? I haven't heard anything from Doctor John. I haven't heard anything from Doctor John in a long time. I haven't until this past uh, Sunday on pro wrestling interviews. He was on that show. I called in. I'm going to call on and see how he's doing. Is that now? Is that on? Yeah, Pro Wrestling where, Interviews. Where is it's that? on Yeah, it's uh, okay. this Sundays at nine Sundays at Sundays at nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's awesome. Yeah. Which, which is cool. I'm glad you mentioned it because you know I was going to build a plug out there for Pro Wrestling Interviews, but that great timing. Great mind. <laughs> Great mind, great. It's it's crazy. Great minds think alike. <laughs> That's it. It's crazy. But, hey, well, thank you, Justin. Appreciate it, man. Hey, you have a good Christmas. Hey, it was, hey, you too. It was good chatting with you. Oh, you too. I'm man. A, I'm a continue, Take care. I'm gonna continue. Hey, you too. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna continue listening to, to the show. Okay, it's fine. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, everybody. You too, bud. Thank you. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back with more in the room, so stick with us, guys. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. 
Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. A merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From now on Our troubles will be out of sight Welcome back to In The Room, guys. Uh, Papa's show here. Uh, it's been an interesting show so far. We uh, we've covered a lot and then some. It's been <laughs> pretty wild. Uh, just a reminder: uh, this last closing moments of in the room, if you'd like to call in during tonight's live podcast, you can do so at nine one four three three eight one eight eight five. Once again, the number is nine one four three three eight one eight eight five. And uh, yeah, lots to talk. Lots we've been discussing rather. Um, sure enough. As mentioned earlier in the podcast, AEW's got their special Christmas show uh, tomorrow night. AEW Dynamite does. Looking forward to that. With a bit, uh, one of the big main events, as discussed, being MJF and FTR taking on Sting, CM Punk, and Darby Allen. So that should be really cool. Pretty solid. And I know they're uh, doing some taping tonight. They've done some taping tonight, rather, for uh, AEW Dark. And with all these uh, free agents coming in, we were talking about earlier, I mean, who's going to pop up uh, and, and sign. I mean, literally all of RRH is available. Uh, you know, Bray Wyatt may be hidden there. Who knows? Uh, and plus, you know, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, and a few others. So, I mean, who knows? So it's pretty interesting times. And... Um, then we got day one coming up with WWE, the pay-per-view. 
day one with uh, the main event being Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship. That's uh, to be pretty solid. That's one of those other great matches on the show. So, yeah, looking forward to day one as well. So, yeah. With uh, that, um, I think uh, my man uh, Professor Steve is coming on the line. Let's bring him in here. Uh, Steve, welcome in the room, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Just trying to trying to stay awake. <laughs> not not because of the oh. show, just because I was I'm overnight. <laughs> well, I, I heard that. I heard that. Oh man. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of interesting things are happening, man. Um, I, I know you're probably psyched about tomorrow night's AW Dynamite Christmas show. That's should be pretty solid. Yeah, they they've been teasing some debuts. I, I haven't seen the lineup yet, but they've definitely been teasing some debuts coming up in the next few weeks. Well, I, I know one of the, one of the big events tomorrow night is going to be the big six man tag with MJF and FTR against uh, Simeon Punk, Sting, and Darby Allen. Should be pretty oh, good. Oh yeah, that should be good. But uh, yeah, who knows who's going to end up there? <laughs> I know, I know, Sting and wanted to work with Punk, so and vice versa, so it should be good for them. Right, right. Maybe we can get a a, a potential one-on-one match with Punk and Sting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd be really digging the NJF Punk you thus far. You know, Punk and uh, I think Punk was Undertaker's last great match at WrestleMania. I thought oh, God. he was it, like still, one of Undertaker's oh. better matchups. So still I think my um, mind they never put that together, <laughs> right? So I think um, I think Punk could be able to carry Sting to a really good match if they ever do a singles, but. Um, yeah, the MGF feud's been interesting. Rick Flair said recently in his uh, uh, podcast that uh, a promoter from Israel wanted to bring him and Sammy Guevara in for a match. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise like, me. Like, I'm surprised he didn't mention the Qatar because it seems like the Middle East is like anything. Right. Imagine that, Ric Flair and Sammy Guevara. Oh, my God. And, and, and he loves Sammy. He really put Sammy over big. Yeah, I think um, Rick uh, is definitely trying to keep his youth. He, uh, I think he wants to party with Sammy. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Uh, those two together. Uh, Whew. There's a, I don't know when it is, but there's going to be a big uh, Qatar event. Um, Dan O'Brien is going to be there, or Brian Anderson, some other people, cool. but it's crazy. Like, not even WWE or, yeah, you know, it's like, or cornering the Middle East. It's like, they're just, they're even doing a big independent over there. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm hoping it's going to be a good show. Yeah, it seemed like a, a big event just from the names I, I would 
read being listed over there. Um, I, I know you sent me some clips. Did you get a chance to check out the, the recent New Japan event they had? Yeah, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I was watching some of it. Um, they had like a World Tag League Finals and a, they're wrapping up the Super Junior Tournament. But um, I'm really happy cool. to see Shibata make his uh, return announcement for January 4th. Well, that's good, yeah. Is that for uh, I think, yeah, he hasn't announced an opponent, but I think Kenta would make more sense because uh, they have unfinished uh, business. Yeah, Kathy mentioned, um, Kathy mentioned that um, uh, they got uh, um, a show coming up in March. Uh, they've got a show up north, a big event with uh, Onita taking on Bully Ray. Ooh. <laughs> like, Whoa. That's Ow. cool. I didn't know Anita was still working the state. Right. So that floored me when I heard about that. He's okay. like okay. still doing his oh, he's still doing his FMW stuff. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 fine. We're just, I'm just picking another caller. Uh six oh nine. Uh welcome to in the room. In the room. Ho ho ho. Merry Christmas. Oh, oh, we were joined by Rat Boy, Steve. Hi, Rat Boy. Yes. What's up, guys? The Hi. Hey, 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 Stro, you like my T-shirt that, that, that I put up? Yeah, pretty slick, man. Well, I, I, I got to go because I'm busy. I'm uh, on a cruise in a car right now, and I'll be calling in next week. Just wish everybody a, a Merry Christmas. And a finger looking good chicken and a sweet potato pie that we're going to have for Christmas Day. All right? Make sure you get yeah, some Don't get seasick. Yeah, and yeah. Pizza, bring drinks. We're having a drunk, next week's a drunken episode, Rat Boy. I know. And please, <laughs> and please, everybody have a happy holiday from the Rat Boy. And please, don't drink and drive. I'm out of here. There you go. Goodbye. Happy Halloween. Yeah, thank you for the PSA, Rat Boy. Merry Christmas. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you heard it first. That was Rat Boy. Short but sweet. <laughs> a run-in and a powder. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm telling you at the same time. But, yeah, I, when Kathy told me that, like, yo, that's wild. I can imagine. That match should be interesting. No need to... Holy Ray, man. <laughs> yeah, I meant to see if I could find that after, because that does sound interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm I, I know he was working with uh, Matt Tremont uh, a few t- like, couple of times. Like, I think they did like some sort of uh-huh. outdoor stadium event where they had like an exploding barbed wire match, but that's cool. Ooh. I didn't know he was working with Bully. Yeah, yeah I didn't either until tonight. That's uh, that's pretty big. But yeah, good stuff. Um, for the Wrestle Kingdom card, have they, have they announced any matches yet for that show, or is it's yeah? Let me just see to put it can... together. I think. Let me see the rundown. Okay. There's night one. There's a twenty man uh, Rambo star. That's a pre-show, I think, and then 
Uh, Ta- Takahashi versus. Uh, hold on one second. No, this is from this year. I'm looking for 2022. Yeah, I saw they posted videos. Let me see. I'm going to read the, the list. Yo versus Show. Singles match. Tanahashi and the Mega Coaches. Uh, Takuchi and Romero versus Bullet Club. Kenta. Ishimori. No Fun Tasmo. Six man tag. Uh, another six man tag. Bye. LIJ versus United Empire. So that's. Naito, Sonata, Bushi versus Osprey, Greater Khan, Jeff Cobb. Shibata is going to have a singles match. It's to be announced. Ishii versus Evil for the Never Openweight title. That should be really good. Um, uh-huh. Dangerous Techers, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, Chaos, uh, Goto and Yoshihashi. Uh, junior Heavyweight yeah. title, El Desperado versus Samura Takahashi. That should be really good. And, uh, Oh, yeah. Shingo Takagi versus Okada uh, for the heavyweight title. That should be really good as well. Um, that was night one. Nice. Night two, there's um three-way tag team match for the junior heavyweight ta- uh, tag team titles. Um, give me a tag team match. I believe it's the stardom talent. Uh, Mayu mm-hmm. Yutani to start like Kid versus Tom, uh, Tam Nakano and Saya. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamitani, um, four-way match for the King of Pro Wrestling to the 2022 trophy, six-man tag for the never open weight six-man tag team championships, uh, House of Torture oh, wow. okay. versus Chaos, Sonata mm-hmm. versus Great Okan, a singles match, Naito versus Jeff Cobb, singles match, and then um, mm-hmm. ODQ for U.S. title. Uh, Kendo versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. That's really good. Um, oh yeah. And then the singles, the heavyweight title is either Takagi or Okada versus Will Osprey. The winner is Takagi or Okada versus uh, Osprey for the world heavyweight title. So that's night two. Oh, that's exciting. Night okay, night, night three two. they announced. Night three they announced Wahida versus the uh, Yano. Uh, Tenkozi. Mm-hmm. And Eugene Nagata versus Funky Express. Um, oh, Yuji, okay. Versus, yeah, Yuji's going to be in that six-man on night three. Uh, show versus Sushi Koji J. Uh, Bullet Club versus Stinger. Suzuki Gun versus Los Perros Del Mal. De Japan. De Japan. Um, Ten-man tag match. Chaos versus... Uh, these other opponents listed. Uh, Suzuki Goon versus Marufuji and Ogawa. So you got uh, another uh, yeah, six-man tag Suzuki Goon match versus Segura Gun um, mm-hmm. and Kenta in that as well. House of Torture, wow. Evil and Dick Togo versus Go Shigazaki and Masa uh, Kitamaya. Uh Mm-hmm. Tag team match, Okada and Tanahashi versus KD Muto and uh, mm-hmm. Kaito Kiyomiya. So that should be really good. You might get to see, uh, wow. you know, uh, Tanahashi versus Muto again. Or uh, oh, Muto cool. versus Okada. Yeah. yeah that's that nice. match. Then there's a 10-man tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a stack cards. Uh, three, three nights of uh, 
that card for sure. Lij versus uh, uh, Congo. So uh, yeah, that's my three. That's going to be a Noah versus New Japan is as advertised. Oh, okay. So, some good lineups. Good thing Noah. I'm, I'm a little bit less. Yeah, I'm a little bit less familiar with Noah, but they they have some great wrestling over there still. Like their their main events, they have right. Muda over there. They have like. Mara Fuji was like wrestling uh, Sakuraba a while back. I thought that was really good. So I'm really yeah. glad to see Noah is uh, cross promoting New Japan and benefits of, of that show are going to the Red Cross over there. So it's yeah, that's awesome. We're being joined by five one six. Welcome in the room. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse my voice. I'm a little sick. Uh, hey, happy yeah, holidays, hey, everybody. Hey, hey yo, Merry Christmas, everyone, man. Hey, man, good to hear from you, dude. Fighting the cold. Keep it together, man. I hear you, man. I'm getting over mine. Yeah, it pops up out of nowhere, so I'm, I'm trying to fight it but so I can enjoy some uh, some soul food on Christmas. So, right. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. But, uh, oh, man. How you been? Oh, doing great, yeah. We're, we were just talking about the... Uh, Stephen and I were talking about the Ooh. upcoming Wrestle Kingdom show in Japan. They have like three nights of wrestling young. That way. Yeah, I I can tell I'm getting old because like when I was younger, I could I could like watch, I could get up and watch all these things, and now it's like oh, it's too early in the morning, they're too long, I'm I'm falling asleep. <laughs> it's just a struggle. Isn't it? I have, <laughs> yeah, I have to like I have to watch them in like pieces here. And I got a question. That's wrestling. That's wrestling in general. All wrestling. It seems like wrestling is on every day. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, a lot, there's a lot of content. At least there's <clears> on-demand <throat> option. But I had a question for Derek. Did you see the uh, Jake Paul, Tyrone, uh, Woodley fight recently? I, I only saw the knockout. I didn't see the fight. Well, then you saw the best part. Because it wasn't a fight up to that point. <laughs> it, it, was, it was pretty bad until that one punch. So you're lucky. Uh, okay. How does that happen? Well, I, I was wondering if I did that happen. I don't know. Uh, I, the only thing I can think <laughs> is he's so much bigger than Woodley. But, um, oh, that's embarrassing. He, he slept him as the kids say <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, man. And, I had to get some combat and, 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 in here while, you, while Derek was on. <laughs> Like every, uh, it, it's just like every few months you see Paul in a fight or something. I mean, how does he do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Usually it take the, a little bit yeah, more time. The, you know what I mean? And now, yeah. and now the rumor is uh, uh, Silva, Anderson Silva might be wanting to challenge him. Oh, I don't oh know how good Jake's chances are of that. You, you know, sure, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he's always fighting. And then I thought, you know. Leading up to these fights, I don't hear too much about, uh, you know, a strict drug testing program. So I think I could put two and two together to why this guy keeps popping back up every couple months. And he's able to get <laughs> yeah. in great shape and fight. But um, Oh, my God. And his brother, because I always get them confused. His brother is the one that was on WWE, right? Like, it wasn't Jake. It was Logan. Yeah. yeah. Logan, yeah. Right? Okay. Right. All right. I I, I get them confused. Yeah, I get them confused too. But um, yeah, in, in yeah Tyson it's... fighting one of those, one of those guys coming up. Oh, I know how that's or what. If that's the case, 
I know how that one's gonna end. I know Mike is old. But, uh, <laughs> power is the power is the last thing to go. <laughs> so uh, you want to get there with Mike? I know uh, he he he, he kind of shot on Mayweather, right? Tyson did say the that he, he enjoyed watching Pacquiao when he did Mayweather. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I had the <laughs> argument a lot with people. People go, "Oh, well, you know." Floyd Mayweather's the greatest. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, the reason Ali and these guys lost is because they fought everybody. They didn't pick and choose and wait, you know. They're always out there fighting. Right. That's how you lose fights. So, oh, yeah. It, it reminds <laughs> me of, uh, it reminds me like a Ric Flair. Like, my dad would tell me, you know, Ric Flair wrestled everybody, and everybody he wrestled it was amazing. It doesn't matter if it was the... You know, the enhancement talent on Saturday morning or was Ricky Steamboat at a big show, you know. He had great matches with everybody. I was telling Steve that um, there's, uh, on Rick's new podcast he's got there on YouTube, Yeah. Uh, a, a, a promoter, he said recently, a promoter from Israel wants to book him and Sammy Guevara for a match. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> That's I'm not oh, no. I hope I hope that doesn't happen. I was saying like <laughs> the Middle East will just book anything at this point, like the Qatar, yeah. Israel, Saudi Arabia. Anything, yeah. <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick said if that's the case I can put back on my black scorpion. <laughs> black scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember I remember hearing a story from Mick Foley from years ago when uh, they were calling up John Moxley from FCW, and they wanted him to have a match with John Moxley. And so Foley said he went to the doctor, and he's like, you know, you know, I know I have a bad hip and a bad leg, but you think I can wrestle a match? And, and the doctor said, you know, there's no way you can have a match. With, you know, the knees and your hips are destroyed. You know, there's no way you can do it. And Mick said he wanted to look at his doctor and go, I could work a hell of a match around selling on one leg. How dare you tell me I can't wrestle? And I started <laughs> laughing because I'm like, that's that old school wrestling mentality. I can work no matter what. Right. Oh, my goodness. I think at most oh. what Rick could do is probably work a six-man tag if he did want to work, but still, I mean, he, that's, he was that's like pushing on it. His, he was on his deathbed, wasn't he? Like, it, it didn't look he, too good for exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Just throw a couple chops, Rick. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I don't even want to see him do that at this point. <laughs> I know Mark was like, Mark Madden was with him. Like, please, please don't, please don't. Yeah, don't. I, I prefer you not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever's Mark needs a show. Please. So, yeah, please, please don't book right. this. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> But, yeah, he loves Sammy. Uh, Rick does. He had nothing but praises for Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I, I'm, I haven't watched all of the show, but I've seen clips here and there. And uh, Rick definitely has the, the let me say something crazy so when I wake up the next morning, he grabs headlines. He has that down pat. Like, I heard him say, you know, he, he doesn't think Brian Baneson is the best in the world. And, you know, he, he knows how to get a good headline out of those shows. Um God bless the nation. Yeah. The headline, honey. <laughs> but, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty interesting the, that uh, 
those podcasts. It goes. Yeah, I I, I enjoy listening to the the old timers uh, talk about professional hey, wrestling uh, nowadays. Did uh did anybody check out a final battle? I saw some of it after the fact. No, I um. So like I said, so much wrestling. And now that the world has opened back up a little bit before we close it back down again, it looks like I try to get out and uh, I try to get out most of the day. So like, if you're doing something on a Saturday, I'm probably not gonna watch it only because the wife is dragging me out the house. But uh, I get the gist <laughs> of it now. A lot of the wrestling, a lot of my wrestling either is on DVR or my son will go, "Hey, Dad, watch this," and he'll show me something, and then I'll be interested in it. But um, but yeah, like I got the news about Kevin Owens resigning from my son sitting at breakfast the other day. I was like, oh okay. So he he's my compass when it comes to wrestling nowadays, since there's so much of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cornette was uh, making a, a comment about uh, this past uh, AW Dynamite last week. Mm-hmm. About all, 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 there was like a bunch of cornet signs in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all these cornet signs, and I'm not even on the show. <laughs> I know. It wasn't even there. <laughs> it's. I, I think I've I think I've said it on this show before. The Brady says, you know, AEW can't get past that 800k, 900k, like rating. The biggest thing they could do it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be bringing in Punk, bringing in Danielson or Kyle O'Reilly coming in. The biggest thing they could do besides signing out somebody like you know having the Rock show up on TV was to have FTR come in with Jim Cornette and have them just attack Kenny Omega and let Cornette get in the middle of that ring and just cut a promo as FTR's manager. That would be probably the biggest thing they could do on that show. It'll, it'll probably I, never happen at this point, but that'd be I, amazing to see. I oh, love yeah. it if they turn off the lights. If they turn off the lights and do it ECW style, where they just show up. Yeah, I, I think because now it's gotten to the point with Tony Khan where he's built and Stroh. Yeah, you've been in the business, so let me know if I'm wrong. But it seems like he's built his business plan over. You know, so we're going to have a surprise. 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 It seems like everything is a surprise when it comes to them booking. And at some point, it's like you're going to run out of surprises, I'd imagine. Right? Am I making that up? Or does it seem like he's always promising something huge every couple of weeks? Oh, right. Even the glitches. Like the other week when they had the glitch where there was like a red tent in the ring, everybody assumed, oh, crap, another surprise. It was Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. It's like no, they're just it's just a glitch. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of programming right? your fans to to think everything's going to be something huge, and when it doesn't, like I saw people being upset and the lights went out, and it was CM Punk and and, and Darby Allin and Sting. Like, oh, we thought it was going to be Bray Wyatt. Well, no, you know you got to be careful because this is what people are coming to expect, and eventually you're going to run out of the big surprise. I mean. Wyatt's busy with this movie, but um, yeah, I expect someone like Kyle O'Reilly to show up because, or maybe Gargano, but definitely O'Reilly if they want to do Undisputed Era reunion. And you know what? If I'm Bray, like I just saw 
on WWE.com. They're selling the Fiend Christmas stuff. He's probably still making bank off his Fiend mer- merchandise, so I wouldn't be in a rush to go anywhere. Probably, and, yeah. And, right. And Meltzer said the last he had heard, you know, Impact and AEW both offered him a deal, and they were miles apart on money. So Braid probably wants a very, very big paycheck, and nobody wants to give it to him. He just goes, all right, I'll just sip on the collect these WWE Fiend royalties as long as they keep making my stuff. So I, I can't blame the guy. He <laughs> played a game. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad he's doing oh, yeah. film work. I think, I think he's definitely yeah. made for that. I can't wait to see his film. <laughs> yeah. Very excited. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of guys and gals finding work outside of the ring so they don't have to necessarily wrestle or be a part of it forever. So I'm, I'm always in favor. I was happy when Cena. I'm happy that Cena's a big movie star. I was happy for Batista, you know. So I'm happy whenever, you know, I'm happy that Trish Stratus found her yoga thing, same for DDP. So I, I think it's great when guys and gals find something to do outside of wrestling because that business, man, it'll eat you up and they'll spit you out when it's done with you. God, amen to that. Did you see the, have you seen yet the Diamond Dallas page on the Steve Austin podcast yet? I saw highlights of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I got. I, that's what I have to. I haven't seen the full thing yet, but I'm, I want to check it out. Yeah, those. The, I'm wondering. Yeah, the last. Go ahead. No, I haven't seen the DDP interview yet, but I'm wondering like how soon. Uh, probably like spring. I'm wondering like where Jeff Hardy ends up because, I mean, it's possible they could re-sign him later, but. Um, I think he's likely AEW bound next year, but I would love to see him in Impact with Jimmy Jacobs, you know, in charge over there. I think it'd be really interesting what happens with uh, Jeff. I know the Young Bucks were teasing Jeff on the reporter. I um, I, I look at like I looked at him in the last couple months in WWE, and I look at Matt now when he chooses to wrestle. And a part of me just wishes maybe for their own health, I wish they would stop. Only because Matt looks like he can barely walk. Like, Matt looks like it hurts him to move. And Jeff, you're so used to him being young and vibrant and moving all around. He looks like he's taken, he's lost at least three steps too. Um, I know it's not right to tell somebody when to retire, especially when you think you can contribute. But I... They've done so much to their body since, like, what, 98? And it's like, you know, I mean, even Christian retired for a bit. Edge retired for a bit. Devon's gone. Bubba's gone. And, you know, Jeff and Matt have pretty much been going nonstop since 98. And it's like, oh, guys, don't, you know, just let's tone it down a little bit. Just enjoy the fruits of your labor. But, you know, who am I to tell them to stop? Stop wrestling. Uh, you know, I'm just a fan. <laughs> it just depends. Yeah. I just, I just wonder how soon Jeff signs after his deal, after his uh, no compete comes up, or if he just wants to work free agent. Yeah, it, 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 it's um, Jeff is weird because he. You know, I think if he wouldn't have got released, I think he would. I think he was happy 
in WWE. They were saying he was setting up to do something with Roman. You know, Roman Reigns wanted to work with him, which I think is a big compliment in that company since Roman's the guy in the wrestling. So he seemed to like it there, and they seemed to like him. It's unfortunate what happened, and I'm glad he's all right. But, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. uh, both both programs are getting too bloated. Realistically, neither, neither AEW or WWE needs to bring in any new talent. Um, but, of course, they're going to keep doing it because it's an arm race now. So, you know, I saw reports that Brian Cage wants to go to WWE, and it's like, okay, well, <laughs> whatever. You're just leaving one bloated show for another one. So, we'll see what 2022 brings. Oh, man. Did you see the other night where on Raw, I... I, 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 may, I may have got the wrong impression, but I think they're they're planning to turn Bobby Lashley babyface. <laughs> I know. I saw that. I saw him talk to MVP, and I was like, "No, why? Why mess with a good thing? <laughs> well, just yeah. leave them alone. They're, they're so good together. Why would you?" Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 you know, before they turned Lashley, I'd rather see a Lashley Lesnar match, but it seems like they just never want to build to it. Yeah, I, somebody somewhere has to be going. I don't want that match to happen, and I know it's not Bobby Lashley because he every time you put a microphone in his face, he talks about how he wants to fight Brock. So I can only imagine mm-hmm. it's probably Brock who doesn't want to be bothered because <laughs> Lashley is is begging for it, and if I feel like there's so much more. They could do with MVP and Lashley as hills. I think there's so much more you could do with the Hurt Business as hills. Hell, you could bring in Big Swole and have Big Swole be a female member of the Hurt Business since she's not wrestling and, you know, since she, you know, she didn't re- renew her contract with AEW. There's so much they can do. It's like they just they just refuse to do it, and I don't understand why. And mm-hmm. uh, did you see the segment with uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman where he fired Paul Heyman? Last week on SmackDown, <laughs> that that was amazing. That yes, was, that might have been the best five minutes. Was it five six minutes? That might have been the best five six minutes of of wrestling on TV wrestling anywhere. It's so good, and it's amazing that they didn't let Paul Heyman run raw because everything he does on SmackDown with Roman Reigns is amazing. That was great. Television. Oh yeah. I mean, they oh, made yeah. Brock and... Lesnar. They've made Brock Lesnar likable. I didn't think it was possible for him to be likable on television, and he's like yeah. the happy-go-lucky <laughs> baby face. Hey, he kind of looks like a horror movie now, Brock Lesnar with the overalls and everything. <laughs> with the overalls, and he wears like the, the the jacket, and he has the little ponytail. Yeah, he looks the like Viking a, farmer. A, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like a serial killer. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. So you think this is an actual breakup, or you think this is all a rouge with Heyman and I think it, Roman? I think it. I think it's a rouge. I, I think. Uh, I think Heyman's going to cost Brock the match at uh, at day one. It, they they have to know they can't mess them up. It's yeah. It's everything about it is so good. It, when when Roman is like asking him a question and he's like, Yes, my tribal chief and he's not looking him in the face and he, he's like looking down like a little yeah. child when Roman's talking to him. Like Heyman is he's the best. He he just gets better with age, man. 
Yeah, I'm not buying the breakup either. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's all a big uh, a plan for day one there. That's yeah, um, they, they're the one thing in wrestling that uh, every week I look forward to anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I look forward to whatever, whatever they're doing. Um, and uh, I think I, Jim Cornette said it. He goes, everything that Heyman does is just amazing. He goes, you hate him. He goes, you can hate him. You can feel bad for him. Then you can hate him again two minutes later. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> Heyman, Heyman's the best, man. Any company that has Heyman in their company is, uh, they're lucky. You know, you always hear these stories that, you know, Stephanie doesn't like Paul Heyman or, Vince, he gets, you know, he he drives Vince crazy. But no matter what, they keep him in the company because they know if they lose him, you're losing the you're losing the evil genius. So they always keep him in the company. No matter right. what. <laughs> yeah, that's he how looks I more and more like Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Every time I see him. <laughs> there was rumors uh, about there was there's I know Paul talked about Impact wanting him years ago. So yeah, doesn't surprise me they want to keep him. And yeah. They, and, I remember him saying, and it shows you how inept Impact was. He said he was going to go to Impact. All he wanted was uh, he wanted some ownership, and his plan was to get rid of all the older guys. And the only older guy he was going to keep was Kurt Angle, and he was going to sign Brian Danielson before he got the ROH, and he was going to sign Kevin Steen and all these guys, and he was going to let them have matches with Kurt Angle, and he was going to use Kurt Angle to make those guys stars. And if you look about, if you look at it, that's pretty much what WWE did without Kurt Angle. They brought in Danielson and Owens and Zane and all those ROH guys, and they turned them into stars on Raw and SmackDown. So, Heyman knew before, he knew before anybody else what he was doing. Ooh, I got a question for the panel. Uh, does anybody hear about the rumors about The Rock possibly purchasing some of WWE with an investment team, possibly, or did anybody hear about Freddie Prince Jr. once start up a promotion with Macaulay Culkin? That's like the oh, two big yeah. stories right that, now. That's, that's the story about him and Khan possibly yeah. buying out the company. Yeah, The right? Rock and Nick Khan's are like childhood friends, yeah. So I think I think Rock could possibly buy a big amount of stock, maybe with a team, so that'd be kind of interesting. The Game of Thrones situation. I remember... Uh... It was Jim Cornette. <laughs> Jim Cornette again. He goes, uh, you want to lose a lot of money fast to buy a wrestling company. <laughs> he goes, join the wrestling right. company. You'll lose, a, you'll lose a lot of money fast. Um, <laughs> I mean, if if Vince is going to sell, I'd prefer he sell it to somebody where there's somebody who's been a part of wrestling. Like, I, you hear stories about him selling it to Disney, and it's like, right. okay, but who from Disney knows how to run a wrestling company. So if he's going to sell it, at least The Rock knows something about wrestling. At least The Rock knows, okay, I can hire this person knows something about wrestling so they can run it for me while I'm the money man. So if Rock can be a part of something with money where he can, can like, you know, because, you know, if, if, I was, if I was Vince and I was going to sell the company, I would want Stephanie and Hunter and, and Shane to be a part of it in some type of way. Um, but if you sell it to like a Disney or NBC Universal, you don't know what they're going to do with it. You don't know if they're going to keep Stephanie around or Triple H or, you know, Shawn Michaels or all these people who know wrestling. So that's always the case. You know, when I remember Ric Flair saying when, when 
you know, they sold WCW, you know, Ted Turner kept bringing in people who didn't know anything about wrestling, and that was the downfall. And I can see that happening in the WWE. Vince doesn't have some wrestling people around there when he gets rid of it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that he would buy the XFL. I'm wondering if he's going to ever relaunch that. Uh, but I think Rock buying, investing in WWE stock could be a, a possibility if, if he has the interest. Yeah, I mean, he, he 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 says how much he loves it, and you know, the Anawahi family and the McMahons they're they're tied at the hip. You know, they all find their way to Vince eventually. Like I always tell people, I think it's just a matter of time before Jacob Fatu is in that company because they all find they all find their way to Vince eventually. So it, it it'd be cool <laughs> if the Rock, you know, had people had the right people with him. Man, I'd love to see Fatu versus Bobby Lashley or, or Fatu versus Walter or Lesnar, oh, those type of guys. He, he needs to be mm-hmm. on TV. I don't care if it's TNT, Fox, USA. The, the world needs to see how amazing Jacob Fatu is. And I love MLW, but he, he needs to be on a national stage making a lot of money. Can you imagine that the cons owning both sides of the spectrum? <laughs> you, you mean, crazy. They're just throwing money around at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal, man. Good for them. Unreal. That's it, right? Um, you guys, if you guys got any plugs, uh, feel free to throw them out there. Uh, no, I have nothing. I have nothing. Um, just wanted to come on. You know, had to give my voice a chance to kind of get together so I could be on the show. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Um, hopefully your Christmas dinner is amazing. You get everything you want. But uh, as my grandpa used to say, most importantly, just be kind and nice to, to each other uh, during the holiday season. Love one another because this world is crazy. And uh, I think everybody needs a hug every once and again, you know. Absolutely. And don't forget the drunken episode next week, Derek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yes, I'm there. I'm there. Brady, I, know you're listening. I already got my alcohol ready, and I don't know what I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be there. Yes, can't wait. <laughs> oh man, excited. Um, uh, Steve, you got anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, uh, January 22nd, United Elite Wrestling in Richmond, Virginia. This will be a fun event. Um, some big names on that card and listed, and then uh, definitely looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom three nights in in January. So we'll have to look forward to. And uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you all so much, man. It's been great. And next week's the Drunken episode, guys. I'm so excited. Uh, you you guys take care. Have a great week and weekend, and have a, a you all have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, God.